Hey everyone, welcome to the Mom Shit Podcast. This is your host Jasmine and we are in our first episode. I feel so good about this episode. I feel so good about this podcast in general. I have been wanting to do this for a long time, um, but I just kept putting it off. But I told myself in the year 2022, I'm going to do shit that I want to do and I wanted to do a podcast. So I'm doing it and I did it and we are in our first episode. This is just so exciting to like think that think about something make a plan and like actually execute it it just feels so good in this first episode we're gonna learn a little bit about myself my backstory how I became a mom um and a little bit about my birth stories I know a lot of you guys are very interested in my birth story specifically my most recent birth story as I had a home birth um and I know home births are something that are coming kind of back around this is something that women have been doing for years Um, And then it kind of stopped and birth became this clinical thing. Um, And now it's kind of resurfacing. I think it's resurfacing for many reasons. I think it's resurfacing because women are learning more and we are understanding birth a little bit more. Um, We're also in a time where the medical system is shitty. Like, let's be honest, it's very shitty. And a lot of people are not getting the care that they need or they deserve. Um, and even before that, like things were happening to women during birth that shouldn't actually be happening, um, that now have become the norm. I think here in the U S we have the highest rate for cesareans. Um, we also have the highest rate for, um, maternal death. And so, and death of babies, like it just, it's crazy, right? This very progressive country has the highest rate. And so I think now people are trying to figure out why. I think people are finally standing up for themselves and saying, yeah, some, something isn't right and this isn't right. And so we're just kind of riding this new wave or this wave that, like I said, now is coming back around of having our babies at home with a trained midwife who is trained to deliver babies. Um, but we will definitely dive so much deeper into that specific topic in another episode as I will be inviting my midwife on to um, one of our episodes so you guys can learn a little bit more about that. Um, and definitely other moms and their experiences. And so I think that's going to be a very interesting episode. I really can't wait for the episode to come out. But let's dig deep into this episode. And I, like I said, I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself. And then I'll go into like how I became a mom and my birth story. So my name is Jasmine. I'm 30 years old. I'm a mom of three. I have two sons and a daughter. Um, I have two sons from my previous relationship. And they're six and four. And then my daughter's four months old. And it has been crazy. I think becoming a mom has been one of the hardest things in life I probably ever had to do, Um, especially seeing that like how I became a mom um, with my first son. Um, There was some challenges with that as he had a birth diagnosis of Down syndrome. And so that was in itself hard to deal with. I don't think his actual birth was hard um, or his labor or anything like that. That was actually very by the book, very just was in labor had him naturally and so forth I think where a lot of the hardship came from was after me finding out his diagnosis and not knowing what that really meant for my son and what that really meant for myself and how at 24 years old I was going to take care of this baby that might need a lot of extra help um I think babies are already hard (laughs) somebody some people love that stage and to a certain extent I do too but it definitely is hard um I think it puts your relationship in a very strenuous place Um, Because now you're trying to figure out how to still keep your relationship afloat while you're sleep deprived and while you're trying to adjust to this new person who's now in your home and, you know, most of the time is surrounded by them. 
And I think a lot, everybody goes through the adjustment period. I don't care who you are um, and how great your relationship is. It's definitely tested after you have a baby. And I think a lot of times people wonder, like, why do people break up after they have a baby? I, it's, it's hard. It really is. It's hard. And people change and um, people think they're going to be a certain way and they're not. So I just it's, it's a lot. There's a lot to unpack within that. Um, it, it's very hard, and just to say the least. But for me, that was hard. It was hard to parent alone and forgot what my child needed. I had a lot of support as far as my family went. Um, but it wasn't like I was this older married person and I had, you know, established myself and knew who the fuck I was before I became a mom. I don't think I actually knew who I was became, before I became a mom. I think now at 30, I know who I am. I feel more confident in who I am. I didn't live some life. And so I definitely know more about myself and how I deal with things I do think as I've gotten older I've I've begin to have way more anxiety like parental anxiety when it comes to my kids um but I think that's just coming because I'm getting older and I'm just anxious about things or I just sometimes I just want time to stand still like I'm looking at them and I'm like oh my god you're six you're four like how are you six first of all you're four and then this baby's already almost four or five months old and so life is just going by I feel like so fast I think a lot of us can relate and feel that way like after you have kids you feel like life is just zooming and you're blinking and it's just another year especially at this time during COVID years are just passing by like it was just 2020 (laughs) like dead ass it was just 2020 and now it's 2022 it just sounds crazy I think to me it's just insane um but yeah, so that was my introduction to motherhood was becoming a mom to a child with special needs and that was hard. And I and you know, I will say like his needs are far less than a lot of people who have a diagnosis. Um he's very self sufficient and he can do a lot of things on his own. Um but I think just not knowing what that what his future holds is hard for me. And I think I feel like that about all my kids. I don't know who my kids are gonna be. Like you don't know who your kids are actually gonna become and I think that's scary <laughs> um I it's a lot it's a lot to unpack and you always want to make sure you're doing the right thing for them and even if you do the right thing it doesn't mean they're going to turn out in the way that you might have thought they would um I was I was also like listening to this other podcast like I love podcasts I listen to them and they were touching on something as far as like co-parenting and I think for me co-parenting has made parenting even harder um they kind of talked about how the father of one of their kids like when he shows up he shows up as a two and he feels like his two is just the best he can do right but her expectation for him is an eight a nine a ten whatever but he just can't live up to that expectation and she said I don't think he ever will go past the two and I think that I'm coming to terms with that like with my son's dad that like his capacity is so low that I want him to be more. I'm like, yes, do more, do more, do more. But for him, he feels like he's doing everything he can do in his head, in his mind. He feels that way. And I can tell by the conversation that we have. And so I think that makes it so difficult for me because I'm like, no, you're not doing enough. You could be doing more. And I don't even think what I'm asking of him is not is even a lot. It's the bare minimum. But for him, what he's showing up with is his best in his head. And so I'm learning these things and I'm and I'm learning to accept those things as I'm going through these challenges of being a parent and going through these challenges of co-parenting which is hard as fuck um and I don't even know how I got on that topic about about that but it's just talk I think just talking about parenting in general and how hard it is and how hard it was for me becoming a mom to my son um with special needs it's just being a parent is hard as fuck um and then let's throw in not even two years later I get pregnant again after not even being in a relationship with their father and 
having to make this hard decision about either keeping the baby or not keeping the baby. Um, I, I couldn't do it. I, I mean, I, it was just, it was on my heart to have him and I'm so happy that I did. I love him to death. My second son is, he, it, it was meant for him to be here and it was meant for him to be my oldest son's brother. Like they're so close. They get on my nerves half the time because they want to argue, but they, they are each other's best friends. And I think that they needed each other in ways that I can't even explain. And I think that will continue to be that as they grow older and become men, like they kind of need each other. I think Chase is going to soften my second son out and make him such a caring person. But I also think that my second son is what's going to keep my first son just on straight on track, you know what I mean? On his toes. And so, like I said, I just think they definitely needed each other. Um, my second son's birth was almost identical to my first son's, and so was the pregnancy. Um, and so, again, by the book, very quick, all natural vaginal birth, great. Went home, I think, within 24 hours at that point. Um, that transition from one to two kids really wasn't that crazy for me. I think it's getting harder. It, I, I've had a hard spell mo- more recently with them. But when Chase was like two and I had a baby, like, they were great. <laughs> I had no, like, it wasn't that hard. I think it became hard, like, within the last year or two when they just keep bickering and fighting. And, ugh, you know, those times are not fun times being a parent. Um, and so, yeah, that is kind of that story with my first two kids. I mean, there's definitely more into it, but I'm going to leave it right there. Um, and let's fast forward four years later with my daughter, who I decided to have a home birth with. A lot of people ask us why, like, why do you want to have a home birth? Um, there was many reasons, um, but I would say the first reason was I had been following some of these home birth pages, but didn't think deeper into it. Um, I was just like, okay, like that's so dope. Like having a baby at home, it just seems so intimate. It just seems so like euphoric. It just, it seems so different, right? Because I, like I said, I've had these hospital births, which is by the book. You go to the hospital, you have a baby, like that's the thing, right? Shit, a lot of you guys go to the hospital, already get an epidural, (laughs) and just, like, that's it. And so I think a lot of times we can't see past or see anything different. We just think this is normal. This is how you're supposed to have a baby. Um, And I, after following some of these pages and then COVID happening and having this such, this uncertainty of, like, could your partner come with you to do your visits? Could they be in the room? Could they not be in the room? Would you have to give birth in the mask? Like, all these things were starting to give me really bad anxiety. I was like, there's no fucking way. And like, at this point, my daughter said like, this is his first baby. Like he should be able to experience this in the way that he wants to experience this. And because he is so hands-on, I was like, okay, what if it comes to a point where they just say, no, no dads. Like they can say that at any moment and and there's nothing we can do about it. You know what I mean? Or what if one of us tests positive for COVID? Like all these things, or what if my baby tests positive for COVID? Because now she is being born in this hospital where they are treating COVID patients everywhere you know and so it's just that was hard for me I was like there's no fucking way so once all that was kind of going on I dug a little bit deeper into the home birth thing um me and my boyfriend had watched the documentary the business of being born um and it's a documentary kind of talking about the system of giving birth in the hospital versus giving birth at home kind of what we're talking about now and watching that I was like oh hell no I mean, it was weird. It was like solidifying everything that I already knew, solidifying that we think that having babies in the hospital is this normal thing. And like having a baby is not an illness or it's not a medically necessary thing. (laughs) Like it's something natural that your body is just supposed to do. And we were built for this. I think a lot of people go into birth very afraid. And I think now that I have 
educating myself a lot fear controls a lot of a lot of, that goes on in your body and so when you go into something very fearful your body sometimes does not do what it's supposed to do for you um also I think people don't realize how chaotic a hospital setting is um and that's why a lot of first-time moms end up having c-sections they go into it very afraid they go into it not getting the support that they actually need um I also think that because people are so afraid and people are so afraid of this pain that they go ahead and hurry up and get an epidural because they don't want to be in pain and doesn't and don't realize how much that slows down their their labor and sometimes halts it stops it completely and then this causes for the doctor to do even more interventions on you which a lot of the times ends up leading to a c-section it puts your baby in distress and they go oh, gotta get this baby out oh your water been broke for this long people don't realize that your water can be broken for way longer than what the hospital actually allows you to um and a lot of things they tell you are a myth just to kind of get you going because they want to get your baby out because that's what they need to do not what's best for you that's what they need to do um but again people will still kind of be in that mindset of thinking that these things are normal and these things are okay and that this is the typical thing that's supposed to happen and people have c-sections all the time people have plans c-sections all the time like that's a major surgery that can cause more problems for you um and sometimes even kill some women like I just think that we have to get out of that mindset of like, this is normal. (laughs) Um, And once you kind of dig deeper, you really look back and a lot of your experience and be like, that shit was not normal and that shit was not okay. Um, And so, like I said, I think we definitely need to educate ourselves and learn and definitely utilize our knowledge and try to do better for ourselves and hopefully our future and our future kids and, you know, I just, like I said, I know, I also know that everyone is not a candidate for home birth. And I will say that if we, like I said, when my midwife comes, we'll kind of talk about that. I think a lot of people don't realize that too. You have to be a candidate for home birth unless you have a free birth, which is no midwife, no nothing. You just do it by yourself. Um, And even then it's not really safe to do that unless, you know, you've been under some sort of care, but women do it. And do you boo? Like I said, people have to do at the end of the day what's best for them. Um, But you do have to be a candidate for home birth when you um, go ahead and, interview your midwife your midwife is actually interviewing you as well and she's getting to know you your body your medical history and there's if you ever go or if anyone ever pursues this you know there'll be a list there'll be a list of things that your midwife will kind of talk about um and ask you these questions and if you don't kind of fit into this this frame then um they might not take you on as a client so there's a lot more to this that a lot of people are um, learning about. Um, I don't want people to think that like everybody, if you have a home birth, like it's, it's not safe. It's definitely a safe thing to do, especially if you're getting the right care. And especially if you are a candidate for home birth. Um, now my experiences with my midwife versus in the hospital is not even comparable. Like when you're pregnant and you go to the doctor, you kind of just go to these doctor's appointments, they weigh you, they listen to the baby and you go home. These people that you're seeing every week are people that will not be delivering your baby. And that always was hard for me, even then. And I had midwives deliver my babies in the hospital with the boys. But, and I was able to see them on and off then, you know, so I was able to kind of see them, hey, and then hope, hope that they were kind of there delivering, delivering that day I went into labor. But with the situation with my midwife, this was somebody that I gained such a relationship with. Someone that my appointments were hours, sometimes two hours long. Sometimes we're just sitting there talking after she does her examination. So... I was able to have that very intimate and one-on-one care 
that I think every woman deserves and needs. And this was going to be the same person, mind you, that was going to be there when I'm delivering my baby. This was going to be the same person that was going to care for me and my child after I gave birth. This was the person that was actually going to give two fucks about me and I wasn't just another patient. Um, And that was a huge thing. This was a person that was educating my boyfriend on how to best support me and what did he need and what did I need? Like, it was just, it's just such a different experience. And I, and I pray that most people get to experience this type of care, especially when you're in such a vulnerable state, like giving birth, you're, you're vulnerable, you're in a lot of pain. And I think a lot of times people make decisions for you without you even realizing it. Um, And so I say all this to say, like, the experience is not even comparable. Um, but these reasons that I stated are the reasons why we decided and what was best for our family to go ahead and have a home birth. Um, the home birth was beautiful. The home birth was so comfortable. Um, the home birth was way less painful than the <laughs> pain that I felt in the hospital. And I think because I was at home and I felt in a safe space and I was around people who were there to protect me, um, was there to protect my baby. And so I felt okay and I felt like I could surrender to the experience more so than be afraid of the experience um and so yeah our little baby was born at home um I wanted a water birth that was in my head like we're gonna have this baby in the water but I definitely kept an open mind and she ended up being actually born in our bed with me on all fours and I wouldn't have had it any other way that was the way she was supposed to come into this world and she came into this world in such a peaceful way. And I think that's why she's like the chillest baby ever. Um, she can turn up when she wants to turn up. But she's definitely a chill baby. She's definitely always just like, she's here. She's just sitting there. She'll go to anybody. Like, she's just, ugh, she's just the best, you guys. It's just hard to explain. She's literally just the best. Um, and I think a lot of that is because the way she came into the world, she came into the world just so peaceful and just so ready to take on life you know she was comfortable and I think she felt safe too in a place where she had been hearing our voices my midwife would talk to her I would talk to her my boyfriend would talk to her and now she was able to you know see these faces of this these voices that she was actually hearing and I will leave that there I mean I know that was a lot of information I know that was a lot to kind of spill and there's so much more to talk about I think with this subject of birth um But I just wanted to give you guys a little taste. I wanted you guys to get to know me a little bit more. Um, I also want to let you guys know that new episodes will air every Monday via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, I think my Anchor link is in the bio of the Momship Podcast Instagram and Facebook. So go ahead. You can just click on there. You can listen every week. And don't don't forget, you can also go on Instagram and ask questions. Like today, if you have any questions or tomorrow you have any questions about this episode, please go ahead to the highlight where you see the question and ask any question you like, and I'll try to answer it to the best of my ability. This is a safe space for all moms to talk their shit, and I'll see you guys in our next episode. the mom shit podcast it's your host jasmine and i'm here with my best friend liz hi oh my god liz you're on i am all right so i invited my best friend liz on for many reasons but the main reason why i wanted her to come on is because we had a very similar journey as we both were pregnant around the same time during covid and so even though our experiences were very similar we both experienced birth and just going through the pandemic and so I definitely want to her outlook and everything on it. But I'm going to go ahead and let Liz first just kind of introduce herself, 
and kind of talk about her family dynamic and then we'll dive into more topics into the podcast so let's go ahead so hey I am a mother of four beautiful children I birthed two a big gap um (laughs) one is 11 almost 12 this year and the other one is five months then I was blessed with two beautiful children for my fiance um an eight-year-old girl who's about to be nine and a 13-year-old boy um yeah that's pretty much our dynamic it's a bunch of blendedness very blended which I think is like so normal now that everybody has like blended families definitely Um, is and even though they all look different but I think our kids and just us like in this new time we all kind of have a blended situation as do I as well um but that's a good segue into one of our first topics today we'll be talking about co-parenting um again both co-parent but our co-parenting situations are totally different Liz has been co-parenting longer than I have um but I will say with my situation I feel like you know I don't have I have a willing participant, but my participant isn't as cohesive, I would say, that I would like it to be. Takes time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just feel like it does take time and you're hopeful that people change. Um, I mean, I feel like it can be better. Uh, Just be, it's just, we're just not there yet. Um, What about you, Liz? Like, how's your co-parenting situation with your oldest daughter? I'll say with my oldest, co-parenting is smooth. Of course, we have a couple bumps because, you know, four different parenting styles, put it that way. It's easier (laughs) to say it that way. You know, mom, dad, mom, dad, totally different. Um, But I felt like it was a major thing to be friends with, you know, my daughter's father's woman because, hell, she is Zari's other mom, you know, at at his house. Right. I got to communicate with her you know we have we we have bumps we're just you know human two different people but we definitely work through it love her to death um would not change that for the world you do you know? think that it got better when she kind of came into the picture absolutely I feel like um women just mature faster than men you know like I just generally and generally speaking I just feel that way and I feel like you know definitely her coming in as a mother and you know kind of showing him like what it's like for her to be you know she has her her oldest majority of the time you know kind of showing him how it is to be a mother how to be full-time you know everything so definitely taught him a lot especially when they had children of their own you know definitely definitely taught him a lot I do think that would make my situation easier if I had if he had a and that was there kind of here you know what I mean kind of telling him like yeah no that's not cool or just kind of leveling him out you know just absolutely I just don't feel like I have that and so because I would I would definitely communicate with a woman over communicating with a man especially when it comes to these things because men just don't think the same as us they don't like they'll think something is okay and you're like yeah no that's not no we're not that's not how that's gonna happen <laughs> like that's that. And so I think a woman will kind of like put that into perspective for them. Or like you said, check on them. Like, yeah, we're going to this, this, I'm a woman. I'm a mom too. Like, I get it. This is why she's feeling this way. Cause I think a lot of it is just misunderstanding too. Absolutely. But then, you know, you have to have also a man that wants that. You feel me? Like they have to be able to see that, but some men, you know, it's not really the same. You feel me? Like 
I'll say like for my fiance, I'm not saying that like he doesn't want us to be cool, you know, because, you know, we have our bumps with uh, his mother, the mother of his children. Right. Um, but there's some things that, you know, he he needs to figure out for himself. So I'm completely hands off with that, you know, kind of let him bump his head. They figure it out. You know, I definitely would tell him, you know, as a mother, I don't you know, I, I don't feel that you feel me like that's not how I, I wouldn't be OK with that. And right. uh, but, you know, definitely love his kids treat them like they're my own when they're here discipline them the same way um but definitely I'm completely hands off with their situation I let them let them figure it out you know he's a little hard-headed at times <laughs> I think a lot of people too is like trying to find balance within that in your place I know you know we we have a lot of friends and like parents just they're different they're different situations being like that bonus parent is like trying to figure out where you fit in and all of that right it's like there it's just a really thin line it's like and I think just like we're talking about co-parenting, I think that comes over time too. Like as a oh, absolutely, it just kind of becomes natural and everybody kind of just knows the place without you having to even say it. Um, yeah, because I can say like when we first, that's what I was, you know, speaking to my fiance about. I was like, you know, I went from being a mother of one to a mother of three instantly, like right. instantly, you know, because like, no, I'm not their biological mother. I would never, ever, you know, do anything like that. Never disrespect. They only have one biological mother. But, you know, I'm hands on helping mother here in the home. You feel me? And yeah, it was tough, you know, like it was a big transition for our entire family. You know, my daughter being an only child with me and now sharing my attention, you know, um, them used to their father, their grandmother doing everything to, you know, a whole other woman. And now we're all living together and trying to figure it out and make it peaceful. Yeah, it was lovely that our children actually got along. So that, you know, it was very helpful. The girls loved it. We had a little rockiness, you know, with our son, but it it's pretty cool. And I can say in the beginning it was very hard for me because I am a very like I'm very hands on when it comes to kids. Like the kids are my Achilles, love them to death. <laughs> so like different situations, I'd be like, okay, but you need to handle it this way, and you know, stressing myself out over it when he's not tripping. Where I had to really <laughs> like, like, and what's crazy is I actually talked to um, my daughter's father's girlfriend about this situation where we're just both she's just like you know how are you stressing more about a situation than he is you feel me because at the end of the day that's his situation and I'm like you know what you're right because like, I'm over here stressing stressing over stressing stressing ready to fight him yeah <laughs> and I just had to really back off and it's it's really beautiful like really had to and I just in the home, you know, when he when my son feels like he's not heard, you know, just continue to encourage him to talk to somebody. I try to make sure that I'm that outlet, like kicking it, of course, within boundaries, because still a parent, you feel me? And even with my daughter, like keep it the same way. Just I don't speak bad about nobody, even if right. I feel indifferent, not my place, you know, communicate with your father. Let him know how you feel, you know, have him help you out. You feel me like just to be that ear for them and love on them when they feel like they're not getting what they need and that's what I contribute I think that's perfect that's what a bonus parent is supposed to do you're just like that extra support and extra love and you know kind of like it's you know how you have like a like a you have an auntie and like your auntie's person you can go talk to because like yep. your parent is just different it's just different you know what I it mean? is and so as you grow like that bonus parent is there just to be that I think to be that ear and to be that extra love for you and I and I do think the relationship for sure gets better over time and so I'm hopeful we'll definitely get better over time um and i talked a little about it in the last podcast like talking about how he shows up as a two but he thinks his two is a 10 
And I don't know if we'll ever get past that because that's this elevator may go up to a next floor. You never know. (laughs) Don't don't he's still building it's in construction. It's true. It's true. It's true. You know, like I said, I'll always leave the door open for that. I think people change and we've changed. Just being right to teach me. You know, it's just every we Mm -hmm. we just change. We learn and we change. And so I'm definitely hopeful that he learns and he's he begins to do better because at the end of the day if he does better then they do better and so we all kind of win you know absolutely okay i mean if you guys have any questions about co-parenting or kind of want to put an input i will put a question box on our instagram page the next topic that we're going to kind of dive into is one that we both experienced this last year is being pregnant during a pandemic anxiety i was gonna say anxiety (laughs) up to the fucking roof that's exactly what i was gonna say i just feel like it's been crazy um, you can kind of talk about your experience, Liz. I know I talked about mine vaguely in the last podcast, so I'll kind of let you start this off. Um, yeah, I, my fiance didn't go to, he went to one appointment, actually, yeah. because, you know, you couldn't have anybody there. Right. That, you know, kind of sucks, you know, being an adult and choosing to actually have this child definitely <laughs> wanted it to be a little different, you know, um, didn't get to have that experience. But of course, had him not in the delivery room, but in the uh, the operating room. <laughs> you feel right. me? Which was cool. Uh, it was really stressful. Like I was really like, "Job, yeah, wash your hands. Wear your mask. What are you doing?" Like, no, okay, you can't come to my house. Like I was really like really anal about it because I'm like I'm not trying to die, y'all. Like, really did you find it lonely? Absolutely. Like, you know, we were going through it together. We were still going through it separately. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people post about feeling very lonely. I mean, being pregnant is already kind of a lonely situation, no matter how many people you have around you, which is weird. But during a pandemic, I feel like a lot of people have said, yeah, this has been really hard for me this time. Like, I feel really alone. Even after you have the baby, right? You usually have hella people over or, you know, just like people constantly coming to see the baby or you're constantly going out. And not to say that that has fully stopped, but it was just like, brought down a notch because you're still kind of like well COVID is still alive and I, my baby can't get sick you know no for real like no. choosing who you want who you trust around I guess more so no that was real I was a little lonely I'm not gonna lie you know um because my fiance's uh job situation kind of shifted so you know he was really really working overtime to make sure he brought in that money right um so I was home a lot by myself, but I kind of had, I filled that void a little bit with um, my cousins, my younger cousins. I just made this the kick it house. When I have my daughter, I have my younger cousins and my nephew here. Like, that's kind of how I fixed that. Like, I threw a whole, like, sleepover with, for my, my son and brought in all my cousins. And, like, we had, like, about 10 Xboxes going. We had to <laughs> the living room. Y'all was doing that before, though, which is actually, I think, always really fun. Really we fun. were, but I kind of I kind of bumped it up more during COVID. So I was like, you know, I, I just don't like being by myself. I, I could have moved out on my own, but I never really wanted to move out on my own. I really always have been around people. So I was like... Being at the house by myself when my daughter's at her dad's, it was a little rough. So I would have my, they're like, oh, you don't have any kids. Like, you don't, you don't want to watch them. Like, no, absolutely. Bring them over. Like, my yeah, little cousin why legend. You like, why do you want these kids? Like, why do you want them? Bring them. I love kids. Like I said, I love kids. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like noise. You know, like the noise of having kids around. I know a lot of people just like that feeling. I love the noise. Like, I really would like, like, oh, yeah, all of them could come over and have, like, six kids here. And I go in the room and go to sleep. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, the complete opposite. I'm, like, I want no one here. I want to be home by myself. 
You feel me? I turn I'm no such alarm. a I'm such a like a hermit. I can be home all day. Like my home is my sanctuary. But let, I'll Absolutely. let you know in a couple of months how I feel about it. Like working from home some days is like you want to get out the house even more. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think we're both okay. We're both experienced that too. Like mm-hmm. being a working stay at home mom. Like what is that? <laughs> what is Before that? Zion, it was amazing. I mean, it has its moments because absolutely, like you said, like I my home is my sanctuary but like when my home uh needs their laundry done like everybody in my home (laughs) then like the laundry's in my room my room's kind of chaotic then I'm like okay this is my stress zone like but it was amazing because I was able to get everything done you know like I was able to have dinner cooked and stuff have or at least have it out so that like my man doesn't have to worry about it you know and we have all of our kids are in sports, so constantly on the go, making sure they got snacks, making sure they got everything. Like it was pretty cool to be home to to do all that. I didn't have to worry about okay, I need to rush home and try to go to the grocery store, right. you know. Cause especially because that pandemic hit, that uh, Instacart was my everything. Like you know, like no, used it for still, yes, absolutely, still. Um, but it was awesome. I like I, I had to figure out ways to get out of the house because I did after a while. Like, okay, you know what? I've been in the house for like three days straight, four days straight. Like, right. I've been to do something, especially when COVID hit. I'm like, uh, I'm bored. I'm in the house, but nothing to even go do. <laughs> like, you want to get out of there? You're just gonna go nothing. to else's house. You're not gonna really go anywhere. So it's like we right. actually started bike riding a lot. So we we remember that really biked a lot, like our whole family. But we even biked together. Remember that we did. We did. You're like, right. Bike we riding. did. I'm not gonna lie, we, we did. did. We gotta start doing that again. I'm actually down a bike ride. I gotta get a bike though. I don't have a bike. So. Uh, we got the cup, so let me know. Yeah, I, got I need you. a. I I need a bike because I definitely love to ride, and I would ride with you all day if I could. And we can get a little seat for the babies. You feel me? <laughs> be outside. Go have a picnic. Do the whole nine. Like no, seriously, it would be amazing. What have you felt challenging as far as like working from home now that Zion is here? You know, it sounds good in theory, right? Like you get to stay home with your baby, you save money, you don't have to pay for daycare. And you don't have to worry about her getting sick from daycare. But what has kind of been the pros and cons about it? Everything. (laughs) Like everything. I feel like if you are a stay-at-home... It depends on the type of baby you have. Mine, in the beginning, it was awesome. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. She just sleeps on my lap. I can work. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, as she's getting older and she's a little more active, it's like, I type, she types. You know, (laughs) I take a drink, she take a drink. You feel me? She got to be in my lap. I can't sit her in any of her 50 million toys that we have around the house, you know, even like, so for example, on the weeks that I have my daughter, I actually start work at five in the morning so that I can take lunch by 820. So I get my daughter to school and then clock back in by 920. Um, But then when our kids are in sports and like, say the game starts at 330, I get off at two, then I'm like, okay, so I have to strategically plan it. Like Zion's going to wake up (laughs) this time. You feel me? Like, I'm going to have her bottle ready. So when I feed her, then, okay, I have that time. Take a bottle in the car just in case, you know, take Zara to school, come back. I have, like, 20 minutes to shower. So let me take a shower because normally Zion will fall asleep in the car for, like, a good while. So then let me take a shower. I take a shower, get myself ready. So then towards the end of the day, like, okay, I could wipe her down, um, get her dressed. I've already packed her bag and have it in the car so that we can go. But it's, like, if I do not plan that out, I'm not going nowhere <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm not at all. Like it's too stressful. I she wants to be held all the time. She needs to be on my hip, in my face. Uh, she can watch a movie, but I guess I'm more entertaining. Like, yeah, yeah, it's rough. It definitely is rough. 
I find it hard and easy as well. It's like some days are fine and it's okay. And it's like, this is great. Like this makes sense, right? Like, yeah, baby. And like, that's an experience that with my other kids and I'm, I'm sure with you with Zari, like you didn't get to really stay home. You had to go work, you know what I mean? So you had to figure out all these things. And that was anxiety too. Like figure out who's watching your kid. Where are you going? What are you, you know, just all those different dynamics that you're trying to figure out as a working mom outside the house. Um, it's stressful too, but it's also stressful when you're trying to be on the phone <laughs> at work and you're like, you hear and the, the baby want to talk to you and a little sound and you're like oh sorry but I think everybody is doing it so yeah the no cares too you know yeah. but I could also say like how you said even with the older kids like like I said once again my co-parenting situation has been like a blessing because when I did you know work in the office before excuse me before Zion but even like now um her family is so hands-on with my daughter with my oldest that like if I'm running late you know I never had to worry because they go to the same school hey grabbing her do you mind you know taking her whatever like I like we have a village like we really have a legit village and I never had to worry about that or even like daycare sorry my my oldest never went to daycare so I kind of didn't want my 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 baby to go to daycare but like we really do have a lot of help with that yeah which is a blessing because some people don't I I'm yeah I, I think Rain is actually signed up for daycare and she has not went one day. <laughs> um, Look, better to have it. Everybody's like, I'll take her, I'll do this, I'll do this. You know, like, we just work it out and I, you know, I, I can't say I'm very grateful for that. If I'm running later, something's going on, there's somebody, a grandparent, an auntie, godmom, you know, somebody will come go get them. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I can't say that I'm very blessed to have that because I do know people who don't have that and I can just imagine how stressful that, how stressful that is to try to have to do everything on your own, you know? Absolutely. Um, and to say that, I also want to talk a little bit about like, kind of like having a mom break. Like you and I talked about this before, like needing breaks and how important that is too. It's like just needing, even though, you know, you have all this help and you have this village, I think it's very healthy to have a mom break. Like it is, you know, mom break to me is like, some people think it's like, oh, you get to go to the grocery store. And I'm not talking about that. Mm -mm. That's still an errand for me. Like I'm still doing something for the kids. For the kids. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm talking about like they're with whoever. I'm gone. I'm enjoying adult time, mom time, or just a date night. You know, whatever it might be. Like I just I think it's healthy to have a break. And I know sometimes I know a lot of people like, well, having anxiety. Like I don't want anybody to watch my baby. But I think too, like that can get very overwhelming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very overwhelming. I was the same way, but like I said, like working from home with her and now that she is more handsy and more active and as soon as her dad walks through the door, I'm like, hey, take your baby. Yeah. <laughs> take your baby. She want to bond with you. Like she needs to daddy time. Y'all but... need to out. Cause I no, for real. Because I just been, basically we've been tussling this last like eight hours. And, and that's just, it. I'm done. I just need a little, I just need to breathe. I need to take a shower by myself. Right. And not be fussed at while I'm taking a shower because she's watching me wash my body <laughs> and wants me to pick her up. No, like, absolutely. This weekend was actually my mom break, kind of. Like, I went to my daughter's um, brother's birthday party. And once again, amazing-ass co-parenting situation. Love it. Uh, and I took, what, like, two, three shots and drank a couple true not truly white claws and I was good and I'm like call my fiance like hey you won't you know come come get your baby you feel me like this is my break and I absolutely enjoyed the adult time the talking you know bonding all of that it was amazing you know learn not learn but retry to double dutch you know still I don't have it you feel me Um, 
That's my thing. <laughs> Not there. I can turn. I can turn a mean jump rope, but can't do the double dutch. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was when I came back home and I was back with my daughter and I was like, okay, yeah, that was definitely needed. Like, I do try to go and get like my manicure, my pedicure, like faithfully and just take and wash my car and just, you know, cool off on Saturdays. But it, I needed more interaction with other like women, other people, yes. like, and I think we need to get back to that. Like, we need to be like, okay, we have a brunch. We need to make sure like, we have a brunch at least one time a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. No babies, nobody. We just no. Like, vent. Because sometimes we just need to talk shit. Like, it's like no, for real. Talk shit. We just want to vent to somebody else who kind of knows. And you're like, girl, yeah, you know, with nobody, not even needing advice back or needing anything. Just like, let me just vent. You just know, you can't always you can't always vent to your partner because sometimes they're intertwined in all the venting that you need to do. And they might take it personal when it's like, no, it's not an attack. I just want to say this. That's it. <laughs> and get right. it off my chest. That's it. I just want to get it off my chest. Just let me get this off my chest. But when you're talking to other moms that get it, like, it's like, it's not even, it's just like, they get it. You're not alone. You feel me? Like, it's like a whole, like, we're good. But what's crazy is, remember we were just talking, my, um, one of my friends, my long life coworker, I like to say, um, <laughs> she does, with her and her friends, they grab the cheap flights on Southwest, yep. wherever they are, and they take them for just the weekend, like three days. And, you know, they just went to San Diego and she was like, you know what? Like, I didn't realize how much we needed it. She's like, we were just talking and we were just like, the whole model of the trip was a FTK. <laughs> and for people that don't understand, people that... And don't get me wrong, we love our kids. They are amazing. They, you know, but fuck them kids. I think I wrote about that, like, you know, keeping your relationship. Like, I love my kids. Like, I will do anything for them. I will die for them. You know what I mean? Like, but fuck them kids. Like, y'all, no facts. They're going to grow up and have their own life. Yeah. They're going to be looking around, like, you know, if you make them the center of your world. And, and I think, yeah. It's like, but they're going to grow up and have a life. My, my job is to guide them so that they're great humans and people. But, but I can't lose myself along the way. Yeah, like I can't lose myself. Like, like I have to. I can't just be your mom. No. Yeah. I I'm, can't be your mom. Right. I had another name before that, but <laughs> she was just talking about like how they really like they were really talking about like how like just releasing that stress of like, damn, I really don't gotta worry about nothing. You feel me? Like, right. Nothing. I don't have to pick anybody up from nobody up. <laughs> I don't have to take anybody to practice. I don't have to feed anybody but myself. I don't have to do anything like that is that is a need. <laughs> Absolutely. And That's I can say I have an amazing mother-in-law because what a couple weekends ago, me and my fiance sister stayed the night at her mother-in-law's house and I did not do anything. I was like, Do you need help? And she's like, No, I got it. She like cooked this. us breakfast, lunch, dinner, had food ready. She would take the baby so I could take a nap, like pulled the stuff like everything was just amazing and not that my fiance doesn't do that because he does right like, there are a few times he lets me get my nap and i'd be sleep for like a good four hours same but it's just same out of my environment i don't see there's a pile of laundry my girls didn't do their laundry or my son didn't put his shoes over here and there's water bottle like you know like it's yeah nothing to see to stress about but like like you said the mom breaks yeah where you don't you don't have to worry about anything because i same like i get to the saturday morning he already got it, cleaned up, made everybody breakfast. You know what I mean? Starting the launch, like doing all that stuff. But it's like, you still know you're about to, it's almost like you're asleep, but you still gotta, you know, you gotta wake up and still do something. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna wake up. I get to like rest for the whole day and I don't have to hear anybody calling my name right. <laughs> or wanting anything. It's like almost like that anticipation. Like, okay, I'm, I'm sleeping and I'm resting and this is good in the moment, but I, I'm already dreading, <laughs> you know, in a sense, like once I get up, 
it's on it's go time you know what i mean no facts and here's the other thing that's also stressful about that is the fact that like for some reason i decided this was a great time to go to school so when i get that break and i don't have the baby i'm like dang i got homework you guys, Liz has been in school during pregnancy. I don't know how. Dumbest. Dumbest, dumbest decision. I have no brain cells. None. I have no brain cells when I'm pregnant. I can't tell you left and right. I can't. Dumbest decision. How she went in a master's program, but she did it. She's done it and she's about to graduate. So she definitely uh, needs her flowers because Laura knows. I don't know how she has survived and been done this at all. I don't even know if she knows how she's Look, done. I don't either. One day at a time one day at a damn time what did i had two miscarriages while in school and freaking and i know that has that was very mental mentally like just draining too absolutely going through loss you know what i mean and going body changes and all of the it was a lot while watching somebody else's kid and i can't even have a kid of my own yeah right. it was it was rough but definitely did a couple discussion questions that weren't you know we were really discussing you feel me um don't know what i was talking about but just rambling my gpa is a 3.5 so you know what i did something right you feel right me? so hey but definitely do not recommend do not recommend i don't either I, i'm not even gonna lie i don't either i i can never go to school when I, I i can't think and even after it's hard because you're still kind of in that have that like mommy brain like even now yep where's like, that Oh my god! I just had this like putting stuff in the refrigerator that doesn't even belong in the refrigerator, or like putting things in the cabinet that don't belong in the cabinet. And I'm like, Jasmine, what are you doing? No facts, because pepper doesn't go in the refrigerator. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, and you know, milk might spill milk. if it's in the cabinet. Right. And you go back, you're like, who did this, girl? It was you. You, you feel me? <laughs> you know, I never want to say anything because I know Ryan probably looking at me like, look at her, just losing her mind. I'm like, look, <laughs> I already know, like I already know. So you don't even gotta tell me like that. I'm look. Misplacing your phone when it's in your hand. Oh yeah, and I told him using the flashlight to look for your phone under the bed. Yeah, he doesn't want to call it anymore. He's like, I don't want to call it your phone. I don't care where your phone is at this point. <laughs> like, sorry, I don't know if I if the baby can coo, she might be somewhere else too. Cause I you, look. Oh, I, I just be doing stuff, and he's like, you need to slow down. You're moving too fast. I'm like, am I or do I just not have brain cells? Because, but when are you supposed to slow down? I don't know because I have three kids and. I and I gave you your kudos because I was over there talking shit like Jazz. Come on, you have to come on, Jazz. Come it's on. not that. <laughs> I'm like, I had Zion. I'm like, I don't know how you did it, Jazz. And I am so sorry for everything I ever said to you. I love you so much. You're amazing. Like, because you did what you did the um, what is it? The the business for the Down syndrome. Yeah. You did uh your photography. You were in school with me. Yep, don't even know how. You, yeah, you were still even shooting people while pregnant, about to deliver. Like, you maintained to get a freaking pregnancy photos. Like, you did everything. You continue to do everything. That's why I'm like, okay. That's why I feel like it's good to have, like, best friends or group of women around you that are actually, like, just going, going, going with their yeah. lives. Like, and you guys can all take a mental break together or even individually. Like, sitting, okay, a coffee on me. You feel me? Like, just anything. I love that. We should probably start doing that, a coffee on me. No facts. I did actually just do that with uh, one of my other mom friends before it was her birthday, and I was like, you know what? Coffee on me. Have a coffee. I love that. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to make formal. We just and it doesn't even have to be somebody we know. We can do it random on. Randomly. Like, like I, put your cash up here. Like we'll send you some money for some coffee. Like let's do that. Because I think sometimes you do. Sometimes you just need a cup of coffee to get you through. You know what I mean? Like you're about to have a breakdown, and you just need that little coffee. Look, because what was that <laughs> meme? 
you're in the middle of a breakdown and your kid's like, my mom, I want some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I've had a lot of breakdown moments. I can't even lie. Well, or I'm on edge and I can say, okay, that has been the difference with this pregnancy versus the other two that I have had the support of my partner. And like, he's like, girl, what do you get it together? What do you need? Pull it together. Like I'm on the verge of breakdown. I mean, and granted, like, I think now he, he understood it. <laughs> he's like, Okay, she's not all the way back yet. You know what I mean? She she yeah. not out that fourth trimester yet. She's not all the way back. So let, let me give let me give this let me give her a little bit more time because Jesus, like I just I'm trying to get through it, but I do have I think this pregnancy has brought on way more anxiety. Absolutely, I could take the exact same thing. Kind of talked about you know subconsciously it could be that it could be multiple things, but I do think for some reason this pregnancy brought way more anxiety, and not even before the birth, it's been after. But I feel like it's because we're older now. That too. I do feel that way too. Like and we have different no perspectives. Because like, I we feel- know more. We're, we're not as yeah. before, before. We know more. So it's like we just is that brand- when you know more, it is you do have more anxiety in life. Like when yeah. you are more educated or you just know more about all these things, like you're a worry wart. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit. About everything for no reason. And it's never even that serious. Like our other kids, we're we they they they're breathing, they're day. healthy. They barely made it. <laughs> They barely made it. Okay, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a good wrap up situation. Um, tell me what is your what the fuck parenting moment, and I'll go after you. Okay, what do you mean? You gotta explain that more in detail. Like your what the fuck parenting moment. Some shit that like happened where you were like, damn, this kid barely made it. Like for me, I'll say when I had Case, he was only six weeks old. You know, six weeks old, they just sleep, they just lay there, they don't be doing nothing. And I said, cool, he can't move. I'm gonna go get in the shower. And he's just on the bed, laying <laughs> And I hop in the shower, doing my thing. I take a full shower, y'all take my time. Take, didn't even rush the shower, cause I'm like, he's six weeks old. And I think he was sleeping too, like on the bed, like on a little blanket in the middle of the bed. I came out the shower, and it's when I was living with my mom, so I had a bathroom that was attached to my room. And so I kind of like opened the door and I see this little six week old, six week old baby on the floor just looking at me. <laughs> and I was like, what's oh. that mom? I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like he wasn't crying or anything. He was just on the ground. And at first it scared me. Cause it was like in that same moment, I was like, how the fuck did he get on the ground? But I have common sense too. Obviously he rolled on the ground. No one else was home. Like he didn't just fly on the ground, but he wasn't crying. He was just on the ground staring at me. And I was like, oh my God. Like what, what? I'm gonna, I, he's only six weeks old. I'm gonna kill this baby. I couldn't even leave him on the bed. Like, it was like that one where it's like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's not your fault, you know, who thinks the six week old is gonna roll onto the floor? And eh, I don't know. But it's still like that what the fuck moment. I have another one. So I'm gonna let you go and tell me your what the fuck moment. And then I'll tell you my second one. So I haven't had one with Zion just yet. I'm pretty sure I will. But with Zari, I've had a few. You feel me? Like, uh let's see what was the first one I just had in my head but it went away oh the first one she was about five months and luckily I had like one of them the beds that are like very low to the ground yeah and she I had a canopy like a the canopy netting I guess that's what it's called and I had this clear Betsy Johnson bag that I loved and and Zari loved too like she loved my Betsy Johnson bag well like I was in the living room watching TV and like I hear nothing. I hear absolutely nothing. And I'm like, you know what? It's it's been like an hour or two. Let me go check on her. And I go in there and this heifer is like halfway off the bed, upside down in the Betsy Johnson bag, <laughs> holding on to the net, looking like, hey, I've been waiting for somebody to come get me. I'm like, oh my God. Like, 
what if she would have suffocated what if like you feel me like anything and i'm like oh god this girl and that's how i found out she can roll so yeah i think everybody has a what the fuck rolling moment where your kid rolls and you just don't expect because you've never seen it before and you just like come in and you're like oh you're on the floor or oh you're in a whole different position like right and you're like okay now i have to watch you (laughs) and now you need to definitely go back in your own bed before you be on the floor in the middle of the night right uh my second what the fuck moment happened with cash (laughs) and chase um again i need to be better (laughs) because i put chase i mean i put cash in a swing chase and cash are about two years apart if you guys don't know so while cash is a baby chase is only two and he's in a swing and i'm in the room and i'm cleaning up i'm just like doing my stuff not thinking anything of it and i must have fucked up and not like strapped him in or something but all of a sudden i turned around and my two-year-old is carrying my like (laughs) into the room and he was secure because Chase is the little baby Hulk and he can hold him. <laughs> I screamed so loud. I was like, dude, dude, dude. No, he did not just pick this fucking baby up. And was like bringing him to me. I was like, no fucking way. Like, I just wouldn't have expected him to just pick him up. Like, maybe like sit on him. I'm not going <laughs> to Or you know what I mean? Or give him shit that he probably shouldn't be having or things like that. But to pick him up? I didn't even think he was strong enough to pick him up. He was tired of watching your baby. So just come back <laughs> <I> to <up> kid. <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. I haven't had a what the fuck moment with Rain yet either, but I'm sure it's coming as well. I'm sure I'll have more what the fuck parenting moments as even the boys get older. And there's probably more that already happened that I can't even remember because so much shit happened so much. in one fucking day. Right. You had me pull back, what, almost 12 years now. I'm like, dang, what did I do to that girl? I know I did a lot because, shoot, I was 19. Like... <laughs> Like, girl, we were both learning. And you growing. feel me? And she like, was like, what's one plus one? I said, I don't know, baby. Like, I'm still in school learning it with you. Like, what girl, you Girl, don't start on schoolwork. I, these kids don't have to survive for themselves. <laughs> I got it. And they're going to be like, but mom, you graduated college. I'm going to be like, barely. But uh, different different things. You feel me? Like, I I wasn't learning things. algebra in first grade. Okay. Right. That was ninth grade. <laughs> And their new way of, what is it, com- it's not Common Core Math anymore. No, what is it we called? do Common Core. I don't know what it is, but it's weird. And it's like, they want they want them to like really explain their work. And in my head, I want to tell them like, I didn't want to explain my work then. So why, explaining my work, I did it. I know it. It's like, here's the right answer without a calculator. Like, I, And then they give them calculators now too. So I'm just like, okay, what is the point of this? Wait, not my, not my, what grade is that? I want to say second grade. Zari was having her teacher called me was like hey we gotta talk and I'm like okay always sorry always sorry she was going to a little white school Blanche Sprints you know out there in Folsom and I was like yeah. oh god my black my black daughter what you do you know yeah. so then I come in the class and her teacher hands me a calculator and I'm like what is this for she goes well Zari and her friends decided to bring <laughs> calculators to school and cheat on their math test but not even like not even trying to hide it they had the desks that lift up so this yeah. heifer was moving her test and lifting up her desk every time to punch in the words for a calculator. <laughs> and she didn't even get 100%. Lap, like, come on. You're supposed to hold it on your lap. Pull it out. The, you know. Right. But, but Jazz, she didn't get 100%. So she cheated and didn't. <laughs> Explain it to me. Explain like, it. Babe, if you're going to cheat, you cheat right, okay? Don't cheat wrong. And don't get caught. Right. Like, we know that math means nothing. We know that you can do nothing for your future. You know, all you need to do is learn how to count money, baby, and balance your books. You don't need to know. <laughs> Unless you're going to be a doctor, a scientist, baby, math is not going to do much for you, baby. Ugh, so gosh. I get it 100%. But 
But we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Again, there's new episodes Monday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. And we will see you guys in our next episode. Thank you, Liz, so much for coming on. I'm sure you'll be on again in future Thank episodes. you for having me. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Bye.